0: Welcome back to another episode of the Hecklers and Hot Takes podcast. This is your host, Brian Clinton. I'm here with Joey Helmer, and we are talking week five previews here. We've got another slate of college football coming up this weekend. Lots of good games to talk about, but first, let's talk about the Oklahoma fan base. First and foremost, we have had a rough week here in the state of Oklahoma. Um, There's been a couple of things that have gone opposite of how Sooner Nation would have hoped. Um, Joey, what are your thoughts on, on the state of the fan base right now? Let's talk about it.
1: Yeah, it's been so positive for so long, right? Since Brent Venables and the new staff came in, uh, they've recruited at a really good level. They had that surge kind of in the latter part of the, uh, part of the summer to where, mean they really just took off and there was a lot of optimism for the direction of things. And I think there still is, but, Uh, You have the upset loss to Kansas state really didn't play well at all. Uh, It's the second time ever that Oklahoma has compiled 550 plus yards of total offense and lost the game. The other time was in 2011 uh, at Baylor. So there's some frustration um, with everything right now, as far as on the field. And then uh, of course you had the David Hicks news of him going to A&M. So um if Oklahoma loses this week uh, at TCU, you might see the fan base spontaneously combust. It's at that point right now, and yet uh, you have to sit back, relax, and realize, hey, things are still headed in a very good direction right now for Oklahoma.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I, I really just – I think patience is the word that that a lot of people around – Norman need to, to get familiar with because this doesn't happen overnight. You know, Oklahoma wasn't a dumpster fire by any means. Whenever, whenever Brent Venables took over, they, you know, they just coming off of five straight big 12 championships in the first year that they hadn't been in one and forever. And so, you know, this team is, is used to winning. And I think that the culture change that it takes to get to that next level is going to take a little bit longer than, than some of the fans around here are, are used to. I think that's okay, though. And I think learning a little bit of, of uh, humility, I guess, would be a good thing just in, in year one here under Brent Venables. It will work out. I have full confidence that things will get better. You just have to hang in there, Sooner fans. It'll be just fine. Uh, but for now, we're going to trudge along here. We've got a tough... Big 12 schedule ahead of, of Oklahoma and really for everybody in the conference uh, for that matter. So let's let's talk week five, Big 12 football. Um, first on the slate, Oklahoma heads down to Fort Worth to take on TCU Horned Frogs. Oklahoma currently favored by six and a half points in that game. Uh, Vegas sees this one as a close one, Joey. What do you think?
1: They do, and I think – there's plenty of reason to believe that could be the case here. Oklahoma, uh, we saw them look so good at, on defense in the first three weeks. And then last last week, it was kind of a, a little bit of Oklahoma reverting, I, I feel like, to the 2021 season and some of the things and the issues we've seen in the past. And uh, this is where uh, I would caution people that this is a process. I, I think – uh, Brett Venables kind of alluded to some of those things this week in his press conference, but um, Oklahoma, there's been bad habits at this uh, program, uh, let's call it like it is. There's been bad habits that have seeped in uh, and I'm specifically talking defensively right now. And I think it's not an overnight thing to wipe those bad habits out of your program. And so uh, that that's a, a filling out process as a transition right now that's going on for Oklahoma. And um, TCU, oh, by the way, has another uh, threat, like we saw in Adrian Martinez and Max Duggan, a guy that uh, can beat you multiple ways. And so uh, Oklahoma's going to have to be sound. Uh, I think uh, we've watched you and I have gone through, gone back, and watched the film of that game last week, and it was quite ugly. And so uh, I expect Oklahoma to have fixed some of those things. But, yeah, this is an interesting matchup when you look at the challenges that TCU presents, what they're equipped with, and then um, we'll we'll see if Oklahoma on the flip side offensively is able to uh, get going early on. That's been a problem as well, Brian.
0: Yeah. And I really think that that's where the focus needs to be for Jeff Levy and that offense is getting off to a, st- a quick start. You know, they fall behind Kansas state last week, 14, nothing. And before you know it, Kansas state's got all the momentum in the world and Norman's quiet. I mean, it just, it was, it was not the start that they were looking for. And they're certainly capable of more. Uh, and you saw that in, in spurts. It felt like they chewed off some chunk plays, uh, you know, between the, between the twenties and and then penalties kill you. So have got to look for clean game from the Sooners there. I, something interesting for TCU, um, you know. Everybody knows the name Quentin Johnson just from the last few years, what he's capable of, and and just the the physical specimen that he is. But the guy that's really stuck out in the in the TCU receiving core this far is Darius Davis. Um, the guy has been electric. I guess uh, Brent Venables even went as far as to say that he may be the fastest player that they play all season long. So. Uh, definitely going to be a test for, for the Sooners secondary there. He's averaging 18 yards of reception right now. He's got two touchdowns on the year already. Uh, so definitely be aware of him. If you're a Sooner fan this weekend, certainly somebody to watch. And as, as Joey alluded to, Max Duggan has been a guy that can beat you with, he's a dynamic athlete. And I think that that's, it's certainly maybe not to the level that Adrian Martinez is, um, running the ball, but still a guy that can hurt you there. And that will be a point of emphasis for for Venable's and the Sooners this week. Uh, also in the 11 o'clock window, Adrian Martinez and the Kansas state Wildcats will host Texas tech. Who's coming in after a big victory over Texas in Lubbock, their first win over a ranked team in Lubbock since the Michael Crabtree game. I'm sure you all remember that, uh, in 2008, awesome memories there, but, uh, should be a good one uh, up in Manhattan. Eight points right now. Kansas State's um, the favorite there. Joe, do you like the uh, you like the Red Raiders? Or are you going Purple Cats?
1: I don't. I don't know what to expect now out of K State. I think, and it's funny. We kind of had this discussion on the way back from Nebraska because um, on the way back that Kansas State two lane game was closing up and. <laughs> we had discussed the possibility that Kansas State had kind of tried to sneak into that game without game planning a ton. It instead looked ahead a week to Oklahoma. And that certainly looks like that might have been the case based on what we saw um, in K-State beating Oklahoma last week. So that's interesting. It's interesting to see what team's going to show up. I think this is a close game. I uh, was impressed with what Texas Tech was able to do last week. Um, I'm picking K-State to win this game, but I I think Texas Tech will keep it within the number.
0: Yeah, I certainly agree there. I I really like what Texas Tech has done defensively, just some of the athletes that they're putting out on the field. I'll say this, at Big 12 Media Day, Tyree Wilson uh, was certainly the most formidable-looking guy there. Um, You know, you can tell an athlete when you see one, and that guy he towered over everyone. He was huge, and he certainly is somebody that will be playing as a pass rusher on Sundays before too long. So somebody that, that Kansas State's definitely going to have to to uh, focus on there. And, and I think if Adrian Martinez can, can come out and show that he can stack some games together, Kansas State could really start being taken seriously um, and put that Tulane game behind them in the Big 12 race. So certainly something to look for. Um, rematch of the 2021 Big 12 Championship. Oklahoma State, the ninth-ranked Cowboys, head down to Waco to take on the Baylor Bears. Baylor is actually favored in this game, two and a half points. uh, The Cowboys are getting in this one. What do you think about Blake Shapen and the passing game for Baylor against a Oklahoma State off-defense, rather, that has been really, really bad thus far against the pass?
1: Yeah, that's a a matchup that could potentially favor Baylor here. I'm I'm stubborn, right? And we all know this. Anyone that's dealt with me knows this. So uh, I picked Baylor to be in the Big 12 championship at the beginning of the season. I picked Oklahoma to be there facing them. And uh, last week, to me, was a critical juncture. It's very similar, I think, to what Oklahoma is facing this week. Uh, Baylor had... Lost, it really got hammered at BYU. I mean, that game wasn't close. And went up to Ames and took care of business. And I think got their season back on track. So uh, I like Baylor in this game. Uh, Like I said, mentally, as far as uh, how teams go through a season, that could have been a bad, bad turning point for them if they went up and lost last week. And instead, uh, they got it done on the road. They come back home. Should be a nice atmosphere for them to play in, like you said, the rematch of the Big 12 championship last year. So, yeah, I I like Baylor in this matchup.
0: So the key for me in this game, Spencer Sanders. He had 12 interceptions total in 2021. Seven of those were against the Bears in over two games. Um, That's insane. he He threw four against the Bears in the Big 12 championship and three in Stillwater. Um the thing is, Oklahoma State was, was won one of those games, and they were close to winning, you know, within inches of winning the other one. But they had a generational defense on the other side. And I think Spencer Sanders is going to absolutely have to clean up his act against Baylor if they hope to stay in this game and, and have a chance at winning it because the defense on the other side, to this point, no offense um, to, to anything that Mike Gundy's doing there. But uh, they have not been able to replicate what they were doing last season, and I think that um, Spencer Sanders is certainly going to have to be the reason why Oklahoma State wins this game rather than why they lose it. Um, another interesting game, and, and this one, I, I broke a promise. I'm not wearing blue. You're. I, it looks like you are wearing blue. I, I said that it would happen if they went to 4-0. and uh, I promise I'll grab some, some Jayhawk blue this week, but Kansas <laughs> Kansas is set to host Iowa State. The 4-0 and Jayhawks and the 3-1 and Cyclones will battle on ESPN2 at 2.30. That game should be really, really entertaining. If you haven't had the chance to sit and watch Jalen Daniels play football this year, he is electric. I mean, I'm talking – I mean, he he absolutely should be in a Heisman conversation at this point in the season. You know, it's we're only four games in, but I don't think there's anybody in the country that has meant to their team what he has to this point for Kansas. He's responsible for 15 touchdowns already. I mean, we're talking th- this is incredible. What do you think? What do you think about Jalen Daniels and the in the Jayhawks? He's
1: I mean, I could not say it any better than you just said it. He's electric. He's so much fun to watch and. Yes, he is in the Heisman Trophy race right now through the first four weeks of the season. I think he's been the best quarterback in the league so far. Uh, and certainly, <laughs> I, I think I saw someone put a heavy bet on him to win the – it was like $30,000, I think. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> to win like $800 I think it was like $825,000. And can we – Talk about I mean, that would be amazing if that pays for that person. But <laughs> can we talk about what a crime it is that Kansas isn't in the top twenty-five yet? Oh I gosh. think it's a joke. Cowards and it, total cowards <laughs> not have. I, we were clamoring for it last week, and so now they they go beat Duke, and um, here, here they uh, have Iowa State coming in. They should be in the top twenty-five. Something key to note about this matchup. Uh, last week was their first sellout Kansas um, in a long long time and it sold out again this week there, there could be some nerves in terms of for those players playing in front of a sellout environment at home that won't be the case going into this game now that they've experienced that scene so uh, I like Kansas in this game I, I like them to get to five and zero and um, I won't tip my hand on what I think happens next week after they go five and zero, but yeah, I think they're going to win this game.
0: I am, I am so excited for that program. I, I, it's just fantastic what what Leipold has been able to do thus far, and and I think it really just goes to show if you have the right guy in place and somebody that can can build a culture from within, it really does make a difference. And so, um, really like the Jayhawks in that game; they're getting three points. They've been – they're 4-0 against the spread this year. So uh, just something to keep an eye on there. Really, really like Jalen Daniels and the the Jayhawks in that game. And then the final Big 12 game of the the week, we have Texas hosting West Virginia. It is at 6.30 p.m. That game is in Austin. Texas is getting 10 points in this game, 10 points. Um, West Virginia looked like – the lesser of two evils last week. Both teams played pretty ugly games. Uh, I'll, I'll give West Virginia the benefit of doubt. Obviously, anytime you score 33 points on the road, that's that's a good thing. But um, do we like Texas by that much? And, and is this more of a we're projecting what they could be if Quinn Ewers is to step out onto the field? Yes.
1: Yes and yes. Yeah, and that's why I'm taking Texas in this game. Um, I, you know, coming into the season, I thought West Virginia was awful. Uh, I thought they were the potentially the worst team in the league. Uh, we talked about this that uh, Kansas, everyone was going to pick them last, but there was a decent good chance they were not going to finish last. And so, I, I West Virginia was one of the teams that I was not very high on, but. Uh, they've looked all right. They haven't looked like an actual just doormat awful team. Um, So all that said, uh, I like Texas at home. I I think they're good enough to to cover that number as well.
0: Yeah, I I think Texas is a different team when Quinn Ewers is on the field. Um, Totally. Obviously, you know, that's the case. If anybody loses their starting quarterback, Obviously, it's gonna, it's gonna, they're gonna take a hit. But I really do think that that Texas, with the talent that they can put around yours, um, that variable is huge, and and they could absolutely be a team that rises out of the depths. There, the team that loses that game will be zero and two in conference play and two and three on the season. So they will be looking up at everybody else, uh, and so definitely a pivotal game for both teams and one that you should be paying attention to if you're a Big 12 fan. <clears throat> We've got a few games around the country. We've got six for you this week instead of five. There a lot of intriguing ones that we really liked. Uh, number, number 17, Texas A&M, heads to Mississippi State. The Cowbell <laughs> is favored by four points <laughs> in this game. If you're a Will Ferrell fan, you get my reference there. Um, it should be an interesting one. That game is at 3 o'clock. Uh, we have number 22 versus number 23 in a, in a ranked matchup. Wake Forest takes on Florida State. The Seminoles are favored by seven points in that game. Uh, kind of interesting to see Florida State there among the ranked again. It's been a it little is. while. Um, I, I really, you know, I'll say this. Growing up, um, one of my first memories was, was watching the 2000 National Championship with my dad. And Florida State's always been kind of a team that I kept up with on the back burner. And to see them ranked again is really cool. I I, I really do like – I think that college football is better when Florida State is good.
1: I completely agree. Uh, it, it is better. I mean, you. it's fun to see those teams that you're used to seeing over the years, being in the top 25, right. uh, being back. Uh, <laughs> what's funny, when we were at Nebraska – uh, Michael Irvin, I think, was saying that wow, Miami's back. Well, clearly, Miami is not one of those teams that's back based on what we've seen. <laughs> uh,
0: Middle well, Tennessee, like, be the latest
1: indication of that. But, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, no, it, it, it is. I, I enjoy uh, Florida State being uh, good. They're one of those teams, like you said, when we were growing up, we we're used to seeing. Uh, perennially uh, under Bobby Bowden to be in those national rankings like that.
0: Another team of old, uh, they've, they've had some success here recently, but it, they've had a couple of down years here. Number 15, Washington has looked impressive to this point in the season. I think they're kind of a dark horse out there in, in the Pac-12. Uh, they go to undefeated UCLA. Uh, the Huskies are two and a half point favorite in that game. That is a Friday night game. That game is kicks off at 9.30 PM. So, uh, Grab oh, me some, some beers and enjoy them. If you're an evening guy, yeah, you're going to need some because <laughs> uh, that game's not going to be over until well after midnight, likely.
1: I might not get any sleep this weekend. <laughs> 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 Sounds like college football, right?
0: <laughs> exactly. We got, exactly.
1: We got games going until 2 in the morning, and then <laughs> we'll turn them around. and th- It's funny. My brother and I were joking the other day that there should be a 7 a.m. Pac-12 game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That way, a, it, if you wake up at truly,
0: any time during the day, there is football on. <laughs> truly
1: a 24-hour football around the clock. There'd be 10 Eastern. So pe- people on the East Coast would love it if they did that. let Make Muleshoe play at 7. There's not going to be anyone at the Coliseum anyway, so why not play it at 7 in the morning? Right,
0: exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. There, there's Sunday night game. There's Sunday games as well. I think Florida plays on Sunday this week, so a full weekend if you want it of college football, which who's going to turn that down? Uh, number seven, Kentucky heads to Ole Miss. They are going to the Grove for the first time in since 2010, I believe, wow, which is just insane. I can't believe that. Um, that's just the SEC schedule allows for some gaps there, and I think now that that we're going to start seeing this rotational schedule come in, it'll make a difference, so we don't have those long gaps anymore. But but, uh, Ole Miss is ranked 14th in that in this in this game, and they are actually favored uh, by nearly a touchdown, six and a half points. Uh, they're getting on that one. Mark Stoops in Kentucky, I really like what he's done. And and I think I like I think I like the cats in this one.
1: Yeah, I'm going Kentucky as well in this game. They're they're good man. They they've been impressive. So they play tough. tough. I, they they're tough, physical. Yeah, I, I like them. I like Kentucky.
0: Speaking of tough, Alabama, they're heading into what I think is a scary place. A, an Arkansas team that's coming off a loss and Arkansas's wounded right now that I mean yeah. they're back to into a corner a bit and I really think that this is get, gonna be one of those games where Alabama has a fight on their hands for a while. Um, I think Arkansas is capable of that in the trenches. I don't know if they've got the I don't know if they've got the guys to to run with Alabama, but I do know in the trenches they're not going to get pushed around in that game. Can we talk
1: about a game outside of OU that really frustrated me last week? And that was that Arkansas A&M game. Because oh. I locked Arkansas at plus two. I thought they were going to win. I thought that line was way off. But honestly, I I thought Arkansas should have been favored by like two. And, and they should have won. And it's 14 nothing early in the game, and I'm like, all right, I'm, I am aging like fine wine right here. <laughs> and then they just totally fell apart in the second half. So, uh, yeah, I, I think this is a very interesting matchup. Arkansas gets to go back home, and uh, it, it should be a really nice atmosphere at Razorback Stadium. And um, I, I do uh, think they give them a, a tougher game than uh, maybe that – game line anticipates. I think the spread is 17, and Mm -hmm. uh, I like them to play within that. Bama wins, but Arkansas keeps it semi-close.
0: I'm right there with you. I agree totally. And then our final game of of the evening that we're going to talk about here, the only top 10 matchup that we have this week. Number 10, NC State heads to number 5, Clemson. That that game is at 6.30 p.m. There is probably more than likely, there will be leftover storms and, and issues from the hurricane going on there. Um, so could be a, a messy game. One of those, you know, I don't know if you can remember back on this one, but NC State played Notre Dame a few years ago in 45-mile-an-hour uh, winds and torrential yes. downpour, and it was an absolutely ugly game, but it was so much fun to watch. Uh, could have another one of those on our hands here, except this time it's a top-10 matchup.
1: They're there are going to be a lot of people that are maybe kind of irritated with me right now, but are those not the best games to watch when you're, when you're not actually there? Yes. It's like pouring snow or pouring rain. The wind's blowing 50 miles an hour. It's something about seeing those guys battle the elements. It's like, man, this is football. These guys are, are really getting after it. And uh, it's just so much fun to watch uh, those kinds of games. But This is for people looking for an upset. Uh, This is one I think to keep an eye on. I I could see NC State going in there and winning this game. Um, I'm picking Clemson, but I think this game is down to the wire. Clemson was tested by Wake Forest uh, on the road last week. Really should have maybe lost that game. So this is a very, very interesting matchup Um, in I am gonna be fascinated to see what
0: happens in this one I'm not gonna tip my i'm not gonna tip my hand here too much on that game um i i i'll just put it this way i, I really like the wolf pack and i like i like the weather issues there so um, I think that game could be a little chaotic um so it's so definitely one that I will be watching for sure in the evening window uh, but let's get into some picks Let's uh, let's let's go after it. Colton has sent me his via radio here, (laughs) iRadio. So I I do have his along along with us here. Uh, Fantastic. First first game we're gonna pick here: Texas Tech at Kansas State. Joey, you have the Raiders or you have Wildcats? I got the Red Raiders. I don't know what to expect out of those those cats.
1: Is it gonna be the team that lost to Tulane or the team that? Cayman very much looked like the better team in Norman last weekend. Uh, let's call it like it is. But yeah, I, I think this is a close game, and I'll take Tech.
0: I, I I'm going to take Kansas State. Um, I think I'm just. I, I want to believe that they've turned a corner. I want to believe that that's one of the better teams in the Big Twelve, and uh, I, this is their chance to prove it. I'm going to take them. I'm going to take them to win, but I'm going to take Tech to cover. So I'm going to say it's probably a six- or seven-point victory. I don't think they quite get to eight. Colton is taking Kansas State to cover in We're completely
1: game. on the same page, me and you, by the way. I think On that? Yep. I, I have K-State winning. I don't know if I said that or not. But, yeah, I think
0: Tech uh, covers. Covers. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yes. Texas hosts West Virginia 10 points. The Longhorns are getting 10 points in this one. I I think that's too much. I, I do think Texas wins the game, but I think we have a backdoor cover situation here. I think West Virginia, JT Daniels finds a way to cover there, get them, get them within a score. And uh, I think Texas wins ultimately, West Virginia covers.
1: I like it. By the way, I'm still salty about backdoor covers from the Chiefs game a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I got just so unlucky in that Chiefs-Chargers game. But – um, I, I'm going to go with Texas in this one, and I feel like doing this. It's so much fun to do that.
0: So. <laughs> Colton has Texas to win and cover as well, so I am on right. the Island there. Uh, we have got Iowa State, Kansas here. I, I'll, I'll go ahead and let K- Colton go first. He picked Kansas in this one. Uh,
1: yes. to,
0: I, and I, I'm assuming that he means outright uh, because I do too. I think that Kansas. I think we're going to have a consensus on I this. Th- yeah, I think Kansas wins this game. And nothing against Iowa State. I think part of it's probably just hope. I just, I, I really just want Kansas to win this football game and be five and zero. Oh. I want them to be ranked. They deserve to be ranked already. Uh, I don't think you can hold them out of being ranked if they win this game.
1: I'm not supposed to do this, but I'm totally rooting for Kansas in almost every <laughs> yes. single game they play. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it would be, Awesome if Jalen Daniels was at, at in New York at the Heisman Trophy ceremony, if not winning it. So, yeah i I, I love seeing what's going on, and the, Lance Leipold has done a fantastic job for for KU so far. So, uh, yeah, I, I think they keep the train going this this week, and it's rock chalk. They're going to get the five and zero.
0: Did you see that? This is kind of a side note here, but did you see that uh, Sports Illustrated had Kansas. And Alabama in the Sugar Bowl after this week. Like that was I there. did
1: see that God, that would be <laughs> awesome.
0: Can you imagine? Just imagine for with me for a second. You have an eleven and two Kansas team that just lost the Big Twelve lost in the Big Twelve Championship. Is headed in to play an eleven and two Alabama team that just lost in the SEC championship. Oh, Lanceport walks out there to midfield and shakes nick saban's hand and we have an entertaining football game between the jayhawks and the crimson tide i just uh, just put yourself there for a second uh <laughs> jacked it let's yeah. go <laughs> uh texas a and mississippi state the bulldogs are getting four points in this game uh, or rather are favored by four points in this game oh this is a tough one for me I think I'm going to take Texas a and to cover Mississippi State to win outright. Oh,
1: man. I,
0: yeah. I like
1: it. Yeah, I, I like I... it. I like it. I, I'm going to not say much about this game because I think everyone knows there's some <laughs> salty people right now about that school down there. So uh, I am picking that school down there to win this game, though.
0: Yeah, and Colton has Texas A&M as well in in that one. So we've got a consensus pick on that. Wake Forest at Florida State. The Noles are currently seven point favorites. I think Wake Forest wins this game. I, I I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Demon Deacons. Um, don't really have to think too hard about that one.
1: Yeah, I'm uh I'm going Florida State to win and Wake to cover.
0: Okay. Uh Colton has Wake Forest to cover here. I'm assuming he has Florida State winning, but uh we've got we've got another consistent pick there. Three three wake forest covers. Washington taking on UCLA. Washington's a two and a half point favorite. You got the Huskies?
1: This is a good football team. I've yep. had a chance to see them a, a couple of times. It's one good thing about uh you know, there being some late, late games that after coming home from a couple of the OU games, I've been able to catch them. It's a good football team. I like Washington on the road. I like them to get it done in front of uh, 47 fans at the Rose Bowl.
0: <laughs> I like Michael Penix in purple. He seems to get it done there. So he does. Uh, I'm going to take the Huskies as well to cover and win that game. Oklahoma, six-and-a-half point favorite at TCU. Uh, that game is in Fort Worth. It's an 11 a.m. kickoff. I've got Oklahoma covering. Uh, I think Oklahoma wins this game 38 to 30 ish, somewhere in that area. Uh, I think it's closer than Sooner fans like, but I think a win's a win's a win in this league at, at this year. And, and I think Oklahoma finds themselves back on the on the winning side of things this week.
1: You might be getting a call from Vegas after this because I think the line, the total's 30, uh, 68 and a half. So that puts you right at 68. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I like Oklahoma to win and cover as well. Uh, I think they bounce back. I think they're going to play with some fire this week. I'm not going to go on record and say they're going to win the, the game big, but I think that possibility is there. Uh, however, I go 34-27. to 27. Oklahoma gets right and heads into the Red River uh, showdown next week with a little bit of uh, momentum.
0: Whew. That game is going to be fun. Uh, it always is. Look forward to that one, but uh, let's focus on this week. Can't get too hot there. Uh, Kentucky heads to Ole Miss. Uh, the number seven team in the country is actually a almost a touchdown dog in this game. Uh, I like I like Kentucky in this game. I think uh, I think what Mark Stoops and that defense are able to do. I, I trust them a little bit more than I do Lane Kiffin. And and then after what I saw Lane Kiffin say today about the Ole Miss fan base. With home games, how he said it felt like a, you know, they, they run out of the tunnel and it feels like a high school game. Yikes! I mean, that's not a good look. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go Kentucky in this game.
1: I wonder how that'll fire their uh, crowd up going into this one. I, oh, I, I just can't wait to get to the Grove at some point when Oklahoma's <laughs> in the SEC. But uh, yeah, I, I like Kentucky as well. I like them to go on the road and uh, not only cover. I think they're going to upset Ole Miss this weekend.
0: Yeah, I like that. And and I don't know if I've said this, Colton took Washington. I believe I left him out there. Uh, He took Oklahoma to cover as well, and he also is taking Kentucky. So we've got, if I'm reading this correct, the last six picks have been consensus straight across the board. So we just copied each other. Hopefully great minds think alike there. We will see. Um, I think this next one might be different, though. Alabama is a 17-point favorite against Arkansas. That game is in Fayetteville. I think Arkansas covers in this game. I'm not taking them to win outright. Uh, 17 points is just too much for me. I think this game probably ends up somewhere in the 10 to 13 range. I think Alabama gets out with a win, but Arkansas fights and, and covers in this one.
1: Little birdie always told me to go with the tide every single game, win and cover. But I am not going to listen to Little Birdie this weekend, and I'm I think Arkansas, like I said earlier, they they play them tough. They're, this is I on games that I have circled that I'm ready to watch. Man, this is a two thirty. Think it's a two thirty CBS game. Oh man, this this could be a good one.
0: Colton listened to the little birdie. He's going to take Alabama to cover. He thinks that they are going to uh, wipe the floor there with Arkansas. So. We will see. Matt likes to probably hear that. Uh, you haven't been introduced to Matt just yet, but uh, he has some bad history with Arkansas. He just he just hates the Pigs, so um, he'll be happy to hear that. But uh, we got one more game here to cover. NC State, the Wolfpack. They are headed to Clemson. As I said, this game is probably going to have some weather ramifications attached to it. Clemson's a six-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Joey? the Wolfpack cover, or does Clemson get a big win?
1: That field is going to be a mess by the, t-
0: the time that game is over. That's Hopefully grass, right? And out Valley? Healthy. Is, that, is yeah. that grass in Death Valley? It is going to be. You're,
1: you're going to see like an old school uh, Oakland Raiders game to where the field just Oof. like looks awful at the end of the game. But uh, – I. I, I mentioned earlier how I think this game has upset written all over it. I, I am picking Clemson, but I like NC State to keep it close and cover.
0: Give me the Wolfpack. Give me to cover and give me them to win outright. I think they get it done. If there's a game that they have had circled on this schedule all season long, it's Clemson. That's been the one. That's been the one thing that has held them back time and time again. And I think that this team is it's laden with with fifth- and sixth-year seniors. I think they have what it takes to get it done. They want this game badly. I think they want it more than Clemson does, and I think they get the W there. Um, so I'll, have, I'll take NC State, and Colton is taking NC State as well. So that is seven of the last eight have been consensus. So we're either all on to something or we don't know anything.
1: Last week I didn't know anything. I think I went three and
0: seven. <laughs> We didn't do too hot last week, but, but which this is interesting. Uh, so Colton and I both went four four and six. You went three and seven last week. However, that allows us to all – we are all stuck. There is a log jam, 15 and 15 through three weeks of picks.
1: Wow. We're all
0: exactly 500 right now. So should be interesting this week. Let's get a lock down. I am one and two in locks. Colton is also one and two in his locks, and you are two and one. Winners go first here. Uh, what, what's your lock of the week there, Joey? I'm going Washington. Like I said, there's going to be –
1: 47 might be too many. There might be 31 fans at the Rose Bowl. And I'll take Pennix to go and put another uh, good game together, and those Huskies are going to continue to show that they're for real in the Pac-12 this
0: year. You and Colton are – on a, you're on the same brainwave. I think I wow. maybe maybe I need to change my lot because Colton has Washington minus two and a half in this one. Um, I like that. I nearly went. I I nearly took that um, just because I like what they have done to this point, and I think that UCLA just kind of has a lull you to sleep fan base at this point, which sounds bad, but that's just the case. But I'm going to take, in spite of. You know, hurricane's having a bad connotation at this point in time. You know, we've got some issues going on in Florida, and I pray for those people there and, and hope that everybody gets out safe in that situation. But I'm taking the Tulsa hurricane to cover. They are a cover machine. They've covered each of their last 11 games. They're a nine-and-a-half-point dog to Cincinnati. And I think Tulsa at home covers the nine-and-a-half. I don't think they win outright, but I will take Tulsa in the nine-and-a-half points there. Um hopefully get myself back to two and two and and 500 and and locks. So looking forward to that this weekend. All right, before we get out of here, parting shots, we have, uh, we're going to switch it up a little bit here. See how this goes. Everybody on the show is going to have a question. And typically there will be three of us here, but since there's only two, I will answer yours and you will answer mine. Um, you can go ahead. You can go ahead first. What, what's your What's your parting shot?
1: Well, since this has been such an interesting <laughs> week with, with Oklahoma uh, losing to K State and then uh, losing the key recruiting battle, how in one word would you sum up the uh, mood, the atmosphere of Oklahoma's fan base right now?
0: Solemn. It is the solemn fan base right now. It is it this this fan base needs to win really bad. But they need they need to win really badly this week. Um I'll, yeah, I'll go with Solemn. It's just it's hard to get on a message board right now and not leave it feeling <laughs> bad about yourself.
1: <laughs> Ours is a mm. Virtual war zone right now. Yes. I can tell you that. So um, it's, uh, I think they're a little bit it,
0: misled there, but we'll we'll go with that. I think things will get better there. Um, and all right, my my parting shot it also revolves kind of around what's happening here with current events. Does Oklahoma finish with a top five recruiting class in twenty twenty three?
1: No, on the basis though. So people aren't like throwing things at the wall right now because I can't feel confident that it's going to happen. I'm going to say no, I'm not ruling it out, but you put me on the spot. No.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think it'll be close. um, Like you said there, but it, it should be something that, that, uh, Oklahoma can hang its hat on under Brent Minimals in the first year. So something something exciting at least um, that the Sooner fans can look forward to and the fact that things aren't falling off as much as they may seem that they are this week. So Oklahoma um, has
1: a fantastic rooting, recruiting class right now. I mean, oh, it's, it's <laughs> in great. light of everything, let's, let's pump the sunshine for a minute. It's a fantastic recruiting class. So uh, whether they're – Four, five, six, seven—you uh, have to like the w- what they've collected so far and the trajectory moving ahead.
0: Yeah, well, and I think even without DJ Hicks, um, the guys that they've brought in um, on the defensive line—you've got Colton Vasek and PJ Adiboré are probably the best edge duo um, out there for recruiting class for 2023. And then you have, you add in guys like Darren, Derek LeBlanc. Um, I mean. That's a fantastic call. That's better than anything along the defensive line that Oklahoma's landed in the last five 10 to years. ten years. So, I, I mean, that – yeah, they, I mean, at least. And then you throw in on top of that a guy who I believe is the best quarterback in the class, Jackson Arnold and Jaquez Petaway at, at wide receiver. I mean, this class is loaded with athletes. I'm not worried, um, but I'm also probably a little more – of a realist. Um, <laughs> I knew that this was going to be a process from the get-go. And I think that's probably what, what I would like to leave the fan base with is, is this is a process. Trust it. I There are way too many positive things going on in Norman for a loss and a recruiting battle loss within a week to set you off. Um, just, just trust the process. Things are going to get better. It's going to be okay. Um, and – I promise if there's anything that I've gathered from Brent Brent Venables to this point, it's that he doesn't accept anything less than greatness. And that's a really good thing if you're an Oklahoma fan. So, um, with that, we are going to call it quits tonight. I appreciate you joining me, Joey, and we will, uh, we'll have Colton and I will have a recap for you on Sunday. Hopefully some good news to talk about there as far as the big 12 goes you will see Joey again with us next Wednesday uh, for our week six preview going into the red river shootout. Uh, Oh, sorry. that's, that's a bad word. I can't say that red Red river showdown there. Um, But thank you for listening in. We will talk to you next time and thank you for listening to the hecklers and hot takes podcast.